You're listening to a Roddenberry podcast. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to This Week in Your Daily Star Trek News. Coming up on the show today, uh, we're saying goodbye to special effects wizard Douglas Trumbull. Out Magazine features the cast of Star Trek Discovery on a series of special edition covers. Uh, Prodigy producer Aaron J. Waltke, hi Aaron J. Waltke, uh, spoils all of season two, but not really. Uh, and we're, uh, I'm letting you know how you can be a part of Star Trek Mission Chicago. Uh, so I forgot to say the date. <laughs> it's going really well already. Uh, today is Sunday, February 13th, 2022. Uh, my name is Allison Pitt, and this show is supported by people like you through Patreon, and you can find out more and how to add your support at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. Uh, We're getting off to a roaring start. Uh, This is going to be a great show. All right. So if you are listening to me on the podcast today, then please come and join us over on YouTube if you have the time. Uh, We do this every Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific time live on YouTube. Uh, I cover the news. We do a little bit of show and tell, and we do this week's poll, which I will come on to. Uh, And there's some tremendous people in the chat, and we have a really good time. And uh, for those of you watching live on YouTube, stick around to the very end and we'll just talk about stuff and it'll be fun. Right, so before we get going with the news, I just want to remind everybody that everything that I talk about on today's show is over on dailystartreknews.com and more. Uh, We've got pictures there, we've got links to the original source articles, there's videos, and we even have some special weekly articles um, with Star Trek history. We've got our events listing over there. Uh, And if you missed last week's Valentine's Day-themed Trek Trivia Tuesday, uh, you can go and uh, check that out as well. So that's dailystartreknews.com. Please go in uh, there, and uh, you can also sign up for the daily newsletter while you're there as well. It's dailystartreknews.com forward slash contact. Right. So I promised you a poll today, as I do every week, and I do try to make them um, thematically appropriate for whatever's going on in the news. Um, This week was a little difficult to do that. Uh, So instead, we're talking about birds, because I've heard that there is something to do with a superb owl. That's a, you know, a big event that's happening this afternoon. So I thought, okay, Star Trek birds. Okay, I amuse myself. Anyway, um, all right, so uh, which of the following Star Trek birds is your favorite? Uh, We've got a Romulan warbird. We've got a Klingon bird of prey. We've got a nightbird, which is uh, Riker's favorite jazz song that he can't play the solo to. Uh, And of course, the final answer is uh, the great bird of the galaxy. Uh, So this poll is happening uh, live on YouTube right now. I've also posted it on Twitter, at Daily Track News, if you'd like to go and participate on Twitter as well. Uh, At the end of the show, I'll review what the folks in chat here have had to say, and also what the the poll is looking like uh, over on Twitter as well. Uh, So uh, that poll again, uh, what Star Trek bird is your favorite? Uh, And your choices are Romulan Warbird, a Klingon bird of prey, Uh, the song Nightbird, or the Great Bird of the Galaxy. Uh, So uh, vote vote early, but you can only vote once. So there you go. Um, 
Please forgive me if I'm a little bit um, choked up today. Uh, for those of you who are familiar with Southern California weather, you will have heard of the Santa Ana winds. Um, for those of you who are not, uh, the Santa Ana winds are uh, a special kind of hot wind that blows in off the desert from time to time. And for the last few days, we've had some really hot weather coming in uh, and it brings with it a lot of desert dust. Um, so I apologize. I will try and keep the... Uh, the gross vocal machinations to a minimum. Um, thank you for your patience today. Okay, uh, so uh, so I'm gonna start off the news with some sad news. Is with this one actually really hit me hard, and I don't like doing obituaries on this show because it's always sad. Um, everyone. Um, who worked on Star Trek at some point or another was influential. And um, this one hit me particularly hard. Um, and because I'm really bad at these things and I will leave something out, uh, I'm actually just going to go ahead and read the obituary that uh, David wrote for us um, uh, last week uh, because I don't want to leave anything out. So uh, David, if you're in the chat, thank you for this. And for everybody else, that's why I'm looking at my screen and, and not at you guys. All right. Um, he directed Natalie Wood in her last film, worked with Stanley Kubrick, and he was the son of the Academy Award winner and special effects rigor behind The Flying Monkeys and Cowardly Lion's Tail in The Wizard of Oz. Star Trek fans will appreciate him for his visual effects work on Star Trek The Motion Picture. The man who the Science Fiction Hall of Fame called an innovative master of special effects, Douglas Trumbull, died on Monday, February 7th at the age of 79. Now, according to The Hollywood Reporter, Trumbull was a, a Los Angeles native and grew up enjoying science fiction movies and building crystal set radios. He would go on to do visual effects work for multiple projects, including 2001 A Space Odyssey, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Blade Runner, and The Andromeda Strain, which was directed by Robert Wise. Trumbull directed, among other films, Brainstorm, which was Natalie Wood's final picture. Now, it was Robert Wise who brought Trumbull in to take over special effects work on Star Trek The Motion Picture uh, from the THR obituary. Trumbull agreed to take on a, the tight deadline, six months to complete more composites than Star Wars and Close Encounters combined in exchange for a considerable fee and release from his Paramount contract. Three crews worked across 24-hour periods seven days a week to beat the deadline. Wise allowed Trumbull to reconceive and direct the film's most celebrated sequence, the shuttle pod circling the majestic Enterprise before docking. It contains no dialogue, a decision Trumbull credits from working with Kubrick, who taught him to stop talking for a while and let it all flow. Trumbull also helmed Spock's spacewalk, which clearly borrowed from his 2001 Stargate sequence. I thought it would be fun to just kind of get kind of abstract and make it a fantasy dream sequence in a way, not literal, he said. Star Trek designer Michael Okuda expressed on his Facebook page that he was shattered to learn of the death of Trumbull and that he was an artist and an innovator and a personal hero. Among others, Trumbull, uh, excuse me, among other honors, Trumbull was inducted into the Science Fiction Hall of Fame in 2010, and he received three Academy Award nominations, including one for his work on the motion picture. Uh, for much more on the life and work of Douglas Trumbull, uh, you can see the full obituary over at The Hollywood Reporter. And please join all of us here at Daily Star Trek News in sending our condolences to uh, Douglas Trumbull's family. Uh, and once again, uh, thank you to Dave, uh, Dave Powell for writing that for us. Right. 
Okay, so, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry. So, um, moving on this week to a, a little more uh, celebratory news. Um, and honestly, if you have been on the internet at all this week and you do, you follow anything Star Trek, I can't fathom that you have not seen these pictures. So Out Magazine is celebrating the cast of Star Trek Discovery, which I think many people would agree is about the gayest version of Star Trek that has ever been produced. Um, and uh, they've featured a number of Star Trek Discovery actors as part of a series of special covers for their magazine and um, interviews talking about um, their experiences being part of the LGBTQ community and their effects on uh, Star Trek Discovery and that series. Um, this is another one of these days where I wish I had figured out how to share my screen with you on the stream, and one day I will figure out how to do that. Um, for now, I won't talk too much about it, but I will leave a link to all of these pictures down in the show notes here, or if you're listening to this on the podcast in the show notes uh, for the podcast, because the the images that they came up with for the cast of Star Trek Discovery are just phenomenal. I mean, you've got Anthony Rapp in like the most amazing kind of suit thing with the hair and the pose and it's amazing. Um, there's a, a, a beautiful picture of um, Wilson Cruz and Anthony Rapp together as well. Um, great pose with um, Blue Del Barrio and um, Ian Alexander together and of course you know they're together on uh, Star Trek Discovery. Um, Tignataro is in there as well. And then, oh my God, Mary Wiseman. If you have not seen the pictures of the glamour queen that is Mary Wiseman, that is a, you just, she looks just incredible. Um, and then of course the final cover there was Emily Coots, um, uh, who's now, <laughs> now whose character I can't, you guys know I can't remember people's names ever. Um, you know, the redhead with the eye thing. Um, it, she's on the final cover talking about how uh, her, her job working on Star Trek Discovery actually helped her come out to her family uh, and sort of live her most authentic self as well. So uh, a really great set of covers and, and actually a really great honor for Star Trek Discovery. Go and check those out for yourself. You will not be disappointed. So now, speaking, speaking of other pictures I can't show you right now, <clears throat> excuse me again, um, there was kind of a funny thing that happened on, um, on Twitter this week, and it was an exchange between uh, Star Trek Prodigy producer Aaron J. Waldke and also uh, Star Trek Lower Decks producer Mike McMahon. So uh, as some of you probably already know, they're in development of a, a big um, XL model of the USS Cerritos over at Eagle Moss. And Mike McMahon uh, posted a picture on Twitter uh, of his new model. He got this prototype of the USS Cerritos um, <clears throat> hilariously with the word Cerritos misspelled. That was pretty funny. Um, but what he said was, uh, big surprise in the mail today, the prototype USS Cerritos. Big thank you to Ben Robinson. It's wild to have imagined this ship and now get to hold an amazing model of it, which is great. He posted two pictures of it and it's beautiful. And in the background, <laughs> he put a little, uh, there's, a, there's a notebook back there that says, season four notes. Uh, for legal reasons, I'm fairly certain that all of these are a joke. 
Uh, one of them says Boim Boimler gets a new something, which I don't know exactly what that is. Uh, <laughs> another one called Three Vix. Uh, more warp cores on the protostar. Seven, eight, question mark. Uh, and then Mariner's Battle of the Beards pisses off somebody whose name I can't read. Uh, anyway, in response to that, um, Aaron J. Walkey, of course, who's the producer on Star Trek Prodigy, says, we don't have a ship model yet, but we do have these cool medallions. And he showed a picture of these cool Star Trek Prodigy medallions uh, with, again, uh, the notebook visible in the background. Um, and uh, I think I might have talked about this last week, actually. Uh, but, yeah, Mark Twain returns for Vix. Call Mike to confirm words of wisdom. <laughs> Captain Tendi finally reveals she is Chakotay from the alternate timeline. And Dahl reveals all of the ways, uh, all of... <laughs> I can't even see it. All of TNG was a hologram, a holodeck program he created. So it's good. Um, it, yeah. I, I love the, 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 these guys, um, their camaraderie on Twitter. So if you don't follow them already, please go and do so. Uh, and you never know, you might get some little, um, you know, <laughs> sneak peek spoilers. Although in fairness, I would not at all um, be surprised to see a version of Tuvix um, in Lower Decks because, all right, uh, anyway, uh, let's move on. So um, the next story today is talking about the comics. Now, I've told you a while back about IDW, their next sort of series is they're doing a, a series of one-shot comics that are sort of exploring some of the um, backstories of some of the different um, uh, other races that we've seen. So one of them, uh, we've already heard about the uh, the Klingon one that it that's coming. I can't remember when that one is coming out or if it's already come out. Uh, and then the next one that's um, uh, coming out in April is featuring the Ferengi, and it is called uh, the Future. Uh, it, what is it called? Yeah, it's Star Trek Ferengi, and it's called. It, it, the tagline is the Future is female. Um, and it features a, <laughs> a a cover of Quark and I think his mother um, on with kind of a 70s feel to it. And Quark is holding a sign that says, not on my station. Uh, so here's what the official synopsis from IDW says about the issue. Dive deeper into the world of Star Trek with an, another extra long issue focusing on the memorable aliens of the franchise. This month, follow Quark on an unforgettable adventure to Ferenginar where mother, brother, and brother challenge the very core beliefs of Ferengi culture. Witness Ferengi history change forever in this can't-miss issue. Uh, this issue has been written by Christina Rice and featuring artwork by uh, Andy Price. That's uh, Once again, that's coming out in April and it's going to retail for $7.99. The best place to get that, hands down, is your local comic book shop. Um, look on the internet, find your local comic book shop. And um, just a quick aside. 
So I was never into comic books really at all until very, very recently. And I was really intimidated going into comic book shops. Like I will say, especially as a woman, I didn't really like know how it works. If you've ever been into a comic book shop and you don't know what's going on, it's kind of intimidating. The thing to do is to go to your comic book shop, ask the person at the front whether they have what you're looking for, and if they don't, ask them to pull it for you. Leave them your name, your phone number, and they will pull it for you when it comes in, and that's the best way to get specific titles if that's what you want to do. Um, if they have a series, you can also ask them to pull the whole series, and then you can come in and get it. Highly recommended that you do it. Comic book shops are like... Um, I don't know, it's kind of old school. Um, and they all have little communities and it's a great way to support your local community too. So uh, please go and do that. Uh, if, you can, I, if you can avoid uh, ordering it from a big box place, uh, I, I would highly recommend that you do that. Uh, plus you never know who you'll meet at those places. So that's it. Yes, yeah, support your local comic shops is my point. Forgive me, my nose is running. <laughs> I need, I need tips on how to avoid all of this. Uh, anyway, uh, okay, so our next, so, all right, that's pretty much sort of news news for this week. And then the next, I've got two or three more stories that are really just talking about fandom and things that you guys can do and how you can get involved. Uh, so the big one this week um, is that Star Trek Mission Chicago is looking out for fan participants in the convention. Um, and what does that mean? They are looking for people to come up with fan panels or do other kinds of fan-based programming. So, you know, not stuff that they've come up with, but stuff that you guys want to put on. Uh, you can have a fan table, so they'll set you up in the vendor's room. Or you can also um, apply to be a member of the crew and actually, you know, work for the show. Now, um, I, I don't know if any of you have ever had this experience before, but I can tell you personally, I, I have, I've actually... I've only gone to like one or two Star Trek conventions where I wasn't working the convention. And for me, working at a convention is one of the best experiences that you can have. First of all, because it gets you into all the cool places and you just kind of like have an excuse to stand around. Um, but also like you kind of learn how things work and you get to know the other people that do the similar jobs. So um, if you have any kind of, if you have a podcast, a website, if you have a, a Starfleet uh, international group, anything like that, that you would like to sort of talk to people about and you'd like to have kind of a base of operations at uh, Star Trek Mission Chicago, uh, please consider doing this. Um, there is, uh, I, I can't, I can't adequately explain how the experience of going to a convention changes when you are hosting a table there. It's not too expensive. It's not difficult to get promotional materials and it kind of, um, you then become part of the show. It's kind of an amazing experience. Um, so you can go to their website. Uh, it's StarTrekMissions.com and you can find the application. Uh, applications are only open through this week. So Go and have a look at that now if you are in any way interested. Once again, they're looking for fan panels and programming. Um, so, you know, 
if you're into that sort, I'm not a much of a panel person, but if you're into that sort of thing, this is an opportunity for you to talk to more people. It's great. Uh, a fan table where you can set up in the vendors hall, or if you just want to work as part of the crew and maybe get yourself some perks too, all those things are available. So go to, once again, it's StarTrekMissions.com. Check it out. And honestly, if you decide to do this and it's like your first time doing it, please let me know. I would love to hear your experience because for me, uh, working the conventions is one of the best experiences I've ever had. So, uh, speaking of other sort of like events, things that you can participate, uh, I think last week we told you about uh, Virtual Trek Con's Lappy Awards. They're coming out in March. Sorry, I'm looking on the website right now. Um, yeah, the, the winners are going to be announced on Sunday, March 20th, but voting is open right now and they close today. Close at midnight Pacific time today. Um, so if you want to vote on things like the best pilot episode in a legacy Star Trek series or the most wholesome moment in Star Trek Prodigy, uh, you can vote on all of those today. Um, and then you'll find out all the winners of those in March. So... If you would like to participate in that and make your voice heard, go to virtualtrekcon.com slash lappies. <laughs> that's L-L-A-P-Y-S. So that's virtualtrekcon.com forward, uh, forward slash lappies, L-L-A-P-Y-S. Uh, you can vote. And remember, it's only open today. So got to be quick. Uh, okay, and following on from both of those things, I just want to remind everybody, because not, not everybody who watches this show on YouTube or listens to the podcast uh, is signed up for the newsletter or goes to the website on a regular basis, uh, but we do have an, an events listing that goes out every Thursday, sometimes Wednesday night. We try to include as much Star Trek-related uh, events that we can. Some of them are in person, some of them are uh, web-exclusive, some of them, you know, via Zoom or clubs, that sort of thing. There's a whole bunch of regular stuff that goes on from week to week, some Twitter hashtags and other, like, watch parties. Um, and we've added a bunch of stuff, a bunch of new regular things that are going on to that listing. So if you are looking for some more people, some more Star Trek people to meet, go and check that out. Also, if you have a group that is not already on our list, then please reach out to us, let us know the details, and we will help drive people towards your event and maybe help you, um, help you grow that too. Um, one of the best things about being in the Star Trek community is actually being part of the community. <laughs> um, and uh, we really believe that here at Daily Star Trek News, which is why we do the events listing. Um, so please go and check that out on the website. Um, look for it in our daily newsletter every Thursday. Um, and a huge, huge thank you to Marina Kravchuk, who compiles all of those things, uh, and also to Dave Powell, who usually writes up all the events every week for us as well. Uh, right. Okay. And uh, right, the last, the very last thing today, um, are you a fan of Andrew Robinson, whose name I couldn't remember last week? Andrew Robinson Garrick on Star Trek Deep Space Nine. It's his birthday coming up. 
uh, and uh, Sid City, which is Alexander Siddig's official fan club, um, they are raising money for him and giving you guys an opportunity to have your messages to him um, get heard. So there's, um, I retweeted it uh, earlier uh, yesterday, I think, and I will, of course, leave a link in the show notes down below here uh, and for the podcast. Um, they are raising money through GoFundMe for Save the Children. It's one of his favorite causes. And um, if you make that donation and leave your birthday message, then of course he'll see that as part of the big donation that they're making in his name. Um, so uh, I'm not going to read out. <laughs> okay, I won't read out the um, the link because it's gibberish. But um, if you go onto uh, on Twitter at Sid City Online, S I D C I T Y Online, uh, they've posted about that. I've also retweeted that post on at Daily Trek News. And after the show is over, I will make sure and leave a link in the show notes as well if you would like to be part of that fundraising effort in honor of Andy Robinson's birthday. So uh, go and do that. It's for a great cause. Okay. That's it for the big news this week. Huzzah. Now, before I just get into uh, our show and tell and our poll results, I want to remind you that everything we're doing here today and the website and all the outreach we do uh, is supported by people like you through Patreon. Uh, you can find out more about everything that goes on at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. You can support this show and what we do uh, from just a dollar a month. Uh, we do offer a discount on the full year's subscription, so that works out to be about $10 uh, US per year to support us and what we do. So please consider uh, joining us if you haven't already. Uh, you can go to patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. Also, please don't forget that there is a poll running in the chat if you're joining us on YouTube today. If you are not joining us on YouTube today, there's also a simultaneous poll running over on uh, Twitter. Uh, it's twitter.com forward slash daily trek news. And this week's poll is all about uh, <laughs> birds uh, in honor of the superb owl show. Uh, which Star Trek bird is your favorite? You can choose between a Romulan warbird, the Klingon bird of prey, uh, Riker's favorite jazz song, Nightbird, uh, and of course, The Great Bird of the Galaxy. Let, it, let, let me know what you think, um, and we'll, we'll check out the results at the end of this show. So, right. Uh, so for show and tell today, um, and hopefully I can not screw this up because it's very tiny to see. Um, uh, many of you have probably heard of my story of of going to the big 50th anniversary uh, Star Trek Las Vegas convention. Uh, long story short, uh, I was living in England at the time and was probably not going to go. And then circumstances allowed me to go. And um, instead of going, no, that's ridiculous, I said yes. I took a chance and uh, a lot of wonderful things happened there, including basically just kicking off my, my real in-depth love of the Star Trek fandom, um, the people of doing conventions and going to conventions, um, and uh, it has a lot to do with me being here right now. So um, I actually wanted to show you, I mean, a lot of people have these. It's not very exciting. But look at that. That's the 50th anniversary uh, lapel pin. I can't remember who produced this. 
<laughs> and I actually don't even think I got it at the 50th. For some reason, I seem to recall that I got it afterwards because they ran out or they weren't available or something. Um, but it just commemorates for me what was a really wonderful convention. And I really hope that um, all of you guys are able to have uh, an experience like that. I mean, some random, like, were any of you at the 50th in 2016? I'm curious. Because, like, I remember... Um, God, I think I still have the nail polish. They had a gigantic Mac booth, Mac Cosmetics, gigantic Mac booth in the middle of the vendors hall um, that was constantly playing music and being really loud. And you could get a you could get a picture of yourself being beamed up. And of course, um, it kind of blew my mind as a woman Star Trek fan because they had officially branded Star Trek Cosmetics, and they were good. Um, still some of the best nail polish I ever had. Um, it was a really, really big deal. And that was also the convention that I met John Byrne. And it was also the convention that I met a whole bunch of other people that I never thought I would. Um, so I, sorry, I rambled a little bit. My point is, um, that's, that's the little pin. And I think probably a lot of people have these. Um, but I treasure this one because of all the memories associated with that convention. Um, and I genuinely wish the same for all of you. Again, goes back to why we do the events, you know, go out and make those memories too. Uh, all right. So, okay. Show and tell that's done. Let's get into the poll. I'll give you guys a couple of minutes on, uh, on YouTube and let me flip over to Twitter and see what's going on with Twitter. Let me refresh. Okay. Right. Oh, it's neck and neck. So, okay. Currently going on in the poll on Twitter, we have a tie for first place uh, between, uh, and these both have 35% of the vote. It's a tie between the Klingon Bird of Prey. And yeah, I didn't specify which one. You pick your favorite. A Klingon Bird of Prey and the Great Bird of the Galaxy. Interesting. Uh, in uh, third place is the Romulan Warbird, and in final place, with a pathetic 5% of the vote, is, is Nightbird, and I'm fairly certain that's because nobody knows what Nightbird is. It's pretty... <laughs> I saw somebody in the chat saying, yay, Nightbird! <laughs> but um, I'm not sure that everybody knows what that is, but that's okay. Right, let me end the poll here in the chat and see what we got. Okay. So, for those of you watching live on YouTube, uh, in the lead with 37% of the vote is Romulan Warbird. Uh, in second place with 33% of the vote is the Klingon Bird of Prey. With 25% of the vote, it's the Great Bird of the Galaxy. And with just 4% of the vote, it's Nightbird. Uh, Anne-Marie says, OMG, I totally voted for Nightbird. Thank you, Anne-Marie. I think you may have been the one person that understood what it was. Awesome. Anyway, uh, <laughs> thank you all for voting. Uh, if you would also like to participate in the Twitter one, you can go and do that too. Um, and yeah. <laughs> Hopefully we'll come up with another ridiculous one uh, again next week. All right. 
All right, so that's it for this week in Daily Star Trek News. Thank you all so much for listening or coming and joining me in the chat. Uh, and like I said, if you are listening to this on the podcast after the fact, you are cordially invited to come and join all of us over on YouTube. It's at 2 p.m. Pacific time live. Uh, we do all of the news, all of the show and tell. It's much easier to see the show and tell <laughs> um, and just uh, generally chat and have fun. Um, and of course, uh, f for everybody, just remember that you can you can find all of this week's stories and even more at dailystartreknews.com. We've got all of the links to the original sources, videos, images, um, and the extra stuff like uh, history and the events listing. Those are all on dailystartreknews.com. And if you are missing the the daily fix of Daily Star Trek News, you can sign up for our totally, totally free Daily Star Trek newsletter that will come to your inbox every single day. And we don't take any of your personal information, so uh, just your email, because otherwise, how would we deliver it to you? Anyway, that's at dailystartreknews.com forward slash contact if you would like to sign up. Anyway, thank you again for listening. Um, this show is produced by me, Allison Pitt, and the stories today were written by Chris Peterson, Marina Kravchuk, Jack Brown, T. Rick Jones, and David Powell. Today's show is supported by people like you through Patreon. You can find out more and add your support at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. I'll be back next week with more of the Star Trek news that you need to know. I'm Allison Pitt. Live long and prosper. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.